0: mediated conversation on SAFM 26 minutes now to 9 the time good morning time for your first mediated conversation of the week in 10 days time Zimbabwe will be holding elections in a fight that sees the main candidates being the governing ZANU-PF and the opposition citizens coalition for change ZANU-PF has been in power in Zimbabwe since 1980 as you know There are many claims and quite some evidence that ZANU-PF has used violence in the past to win elections. Also consistent claims that it abuses its power in government to lock up journalists, to harass opposition parties, and in some cases to put opposition leaders in jail. ZANU-PF denies all of that. Also no doubt of the close relationship between the president, Emerson Mangagwa, and the military. The military also in the past responsible for a change of government in zimbabwe when it staged, staged a coup in 2017. so then considering that in the past all of this has happened what is the situation there now will there be free and fair elections this time around could Zanu pf really lose And if it did, would it give up political power? Firstly, this morning, the situation on the ground. Zenzel Bele is a Zimbabwean journalist based in Bulawayo. Then, some of the history of this. Sophie McWena is the international editor at SABC News. She's reported on Zimbabwean elections many times in the past. And then, is it possible for there to be political change in zimbabwe dr ibu mandaza this is a zimbabwean academic author and publisher we start then with the journalist Zenzile and debele good morning and thanks for your time morning how are you i'm well thank you what kind of activities what kind of campaigning have you seen in zimbabwe so far
1: well uh, the the campaign has been ongoing but i would say uh, this time around. I've covered the elections for, for the last, I think, five elections or so. Uh, this is the uh, one of the dulliest uh, very dull elections that I've seen. The, not so much activity, not so much excitement. Of course, the two main political parties, Triple C and Zanpif, have been going crisscrossing the country, campaigning. But it's it's really, in, in where I am and I stay, I sometimes even forget that there's an election because it's quiet for so many reasons. I think Zimbabweans are tired. It's always elections Every time, uh, the opposition this time around don't seem to have the resources that they've always had. So it's it's like Zanu PF is is the one that has the money. They are all over the show, giving people everything. So it, and also one of the things that have dampened the spirit of this election is there have been so many you know LA court challenges. I think it's the first time where we did over a hundred uh, cases that uh, around elections that were in the courts. And uh, while most of them have been resolved, it has really. Dampened the spirit Mm -hmm. of the election.
0: Have all the sides, I mean, have the two major parties been able to campaign freely or is one party able to campaign freely but not the other
2: one?
1: Uh, Initially, when it started, there were a number of uh, rallies by, by the opposition that were blocked and the police were blocking the opposition from having rallies then of late seems like the opposition has been able to to campaign but it's always difficult for the opposition to uh, penetrate the rural areas I think uh most of your your, your your listeners will appreciate if we say the majority of voters are in in rural areas and there are some rural areas deep in mashona Land west Mashonaland central Mashonaland east where it's very difficult for for the opposition to go or to, to, to hold rallies or to hold activities, because people there would either not turn up or they'll be threatened. So the, the, the opposition tends to concentrate uh, its campaigns in rural Matibule land, uh, some parts of Manika land, and as well as in, in, in urban areas. But the bulk of the voters are deep in Mashona land, where it's very difficult for the opposition to campaign.
0: And the Zimbabwean Broadcasting Corporation, um, as I understand it, is the only legal broadcaster in Zimbabwe. I presume people have other forms of, listen, of watching television and listening to the radio. Um, is it giving time to the opposition? Is it covering the elections? <sighs>
1: Well, is, the ZBC is the main op- uh, radio station or the main channel, although we now have other independent radio stations, but we only have one television station. The ZBC has been, uh, which is the Zimbabwe Broadcasting Corporation, they've been covering uh, a lot, the, the ruling party. Uh, the Media Monitors, uh, an NGO that looks at uh, media coverage, published a report just last week which showed that Zanu had about uh, almost 55% of the coverage, and uh, the, the, the coalition, for change which is the the opposition had only 17% of the coverage. So the bulk of the the, the coverage is going to to the opposition and the president. If you were to watch news, and the the eight o'clock main news, you find that the first three if not five stories are about the president, uh, the the ruling party and and the government. So the opposition has not been given a, a lot of publicity or a lot of space yet. Over the last two or three elections, one of the things that have been raised by uh, the international observers has always been uh, there is not enough media coverage for the opposition. Uh, The the, the ZBC or the state broadcaster always favors the ruling party. But of course, the good thing now is that we have other alternatives, we have uh, independent media, we have uh, social media, but a lot of people still rely on the state broadcaster because it is a wider coverage compared to other mediums.
0: do you think, uh, Zinzele, from what you say, you almost forget there's an election? Are people going to vote or do you think they just won't bother?
1: Um, I think people are going to vote, but uh, I, I don't expect uh, a really like a, a huge turnout. We have about uh, five point, uh, nearly five million or uh, slightly about five million registered voters. And it will be interesting to see how many uh, of these people really turn out to go and vote. But it's like, you know, it's, uh, some people feel like, oh, well, why am I going to vote when things are not going to change and all those kind of things. But we do hope that people are going to, to go out and, and vote because, uh, today is, is Heroes day in Zimbabwe celebrate those who, who died in the liberation struggle and they died precisely for the one man, one vote and it is important that we realise the, the younger ones who, who, who were born after independence that there are some people who died so that they could, we, mm. we are able to go and vote and we take that for granted
0: And life in Zimbabwe, the economic crisis there, I mean ZANU PF denies there's an economic crisis Is
1: it tough for people? Well, for the last 20 years, things have not been good for Zimbabwe economically. This is why you see a huge amount of people, you know, migrating uh, from Zimbabwe to, to South Africa, to Botswana, to Europe, to America, because it's, it's it's not easy. You know, the economy has not improved. People are not getting, you know, enough in terms of even the, those who work for the civil servants, who are the bulk of the workers, are really getting monies that are low, the poverty that I'm like. So things are tough for an ordinary Zimbabwean to put bread on. On the table every day, and everyone hopes that the new elections or the new government, or however new it is, is going to bring change and going to increase, uh, you know, productivity and get people to to work because most of people are not working. A lot of them have turned into informal sector.
0: Thank you very much indeed Zimbabwean journalist uh, on the line from Bulawayo 18 minutes now to nine you with SFM your mediated conversation continues ahead of Zimbabwe's elections next week Sophie Mokwena is the international news editor at SABC News Sophie good morning thanks for your time
2: good morning Stephen
0: you've reported on so many of the previous elections in Zimbabwe how would you describe what happened in those elections when ZANU PF was facing a challenge from opposition parties
2: Well, I think I agree with the previous uh, colleague who pointed out that uh, it is not as exciting as the previous elections, particularly the last one where Nangawa uh, was formally uh, elected, even though there were challenges and there were
1: disputes.
2: Uh, I think at that time people were hoping that after President uh, uh, Robert Mugabe, you have a new person who is likely going to change The course, particularly in relation to how that country is governed. And also, there was hope that uh, he will be more inclusive and he will create an environment where many people would see that uh, Zimbabwe is changing. But unfortunately, it wasn't to be because, I mean, he was part of uh, President Mnangagwa's cabinet. So it was a question of uh, it's my turn and my turn to eat. And therefore, with my friends, and therefore not much has changed. And I think uh, Zimbabweans are really, uh, uh, you know, they are despondent in terms of where to from here. And as you pointed out, there are also issues in relation to how the Electoral Commission in that country is conducting uh, its business. I mean, the opposition are still complaining that as we speak, they don't have the final voters role. You can't go to elections and not knowing who is going to vote, particularly for uh, parties that are participating in elections. And those court challenges where the judiciary sometimes made rulings that are questionable. And therefore, Zimbabweans have realized that uh, nothing has changed. And therefore, there's no interest. But let's wait and see what's going to happen during the elections. And yeah, as soon as accreditation has been given for foreign media, Our colleagues will be going uh, to Zimbabwe.
0: Unfortunately, I'm doing this, so I won't be there. Um, You talk about the Elections Commission. I mean, we understand how our elections work here, and it's very transparent, and we all sort of know, and you see party agents. In Zimbabwe, I get the sense it's not like that. And as you say, this is one of the big issues, that the, the opposition do not trust the Zimbabwean Elections Commission, which means they may not trust the results either.
2: Yes, it is true. There are lots of uh, questions that are being raised in relation to how the Electoral Commission is conducting its business. And unfortunately, uh, the observers who have been there many times have made recommendations, even in relation to uh, the changes that were supposed to be implemented, but uh, uh, nothing has changed. And therefore, I think it is a difficult one. But secondly, for the opposition, You'd recall that last election you had MDC, and now there's a breakaway Triple C. Clearly, majority have gone with the Triple C, but that uh, uh, tussle within the party itself has also affected the morale of those who are supporting the opposition. And therefore, it will be very difficult, I guess, for the Triple C to ensure that they do have uh, people monitoring every polling station, if you don't have party agents in each and every polling station and they are there until until their results have been sent to the tally Center, you will have a problem. So my question is, as the colleague pointed out, this time around it looks like the opposition doesn't have resources. Will they be able to really monitor the process of voting, tallying and transportation or, or sending of information to the results centre. It is going to be a difficult one For ZANU peers it's going to be easy. They are an incumbent and therefore they can use the resources they have and they even use government resources.
0: So you reckon it's going to be much easier than last time. You say they use government resources. I think people have seen that in the past as well. In other words, instead of last time where it was very, very close, this time it won't be close at
2: all. It can go to the opposition with huge margin, maybe people angry, or it will be a huge margin from, for President Mnangawa. That's my assessment. But you can't say what is going to happen. But the reality is the opposition is struggling. And even during the start of the campaign, they couldn't uh, hold uh, their rallies because the police were there using different means to ensure that they don't gather. I mean, just yesterday, uh, Chamisa was campaigning. As soon as he left, then there were tear gas and you know, people were, were, were harassed by the police. And therefore, there's still you know, attempts by security cluster to clamp down or to intimidate people. Even though President Nang'awa has made a call each and every rally that the election must be free and fair, there mustn't be an intimidation. I mean, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap, but let's look at the practicality. And therefore, that is why I'm saying from where I stand, I've been monitoring since last year and up to now because you don't just look at elections two weeks or a month before elections or election year. I I, I don't know how is the opposition going to ensure that They remain vigilant and they are in each and every polling station to ensure that they do look at what's going to happen. I'm I'm not so sure whether they will have that kind of capacity, which may give a huge margin for Mnangagwa or a better margin compared to the last one. Or maybe we will wake up and Zimbabweans, those who want change, have been quiet and they go silently with big numbers and vote. The other question, we have them in the country. Will they go back to Zimbabwe to Mm. vote? It's another big question.
0: Sophie McQuenna, really appreciate the time. Thank you. The international news editor here at the SABC. In a moment, Dr. Ibu Mwandaza, the Zimbabwean academic author and publisher, on the week ahead to the next elections in Zimbabwe next week Wednesday. Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Continuing your Mediated Conversation about next week's Zimbabwean elections. Dr. Ibu Mandaza is a Zimbabwean academic author and publisher. Dr. Mandaza, good morning and thank you for your time.
3: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
0: Is there any chance we're going to see a change of power in Zimbabwe in these elections next week?
3: Highly unlikely for the reasons outlined by my the two previous speakers, Zenzela and uh, Sophie uh, the, the, the cards are heavily stacked against the opposition uh, and I've not seen a more desperate campaign on the part of the ruling party, um, mainly because, as is the pattern in the elections, not only in Africa but elsewhere, uh, the voters n- normally vote against incumbency and on that basis one might argue that uh, indeed all the previous elections since 2000 uh, the incumbent has not won those elections there's enough evidence enough uh, 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 data to show that in fact uh, ZANU-PF has lost all the presidential elections in the past since 2002. So this time around, the ruling party wants to reverse that, and d- determinedly so. Uh, everything that's been done, I've never seen a more desperate campaign on the part of the, the ruling party, especially with respect to the presidency, the presidential vote.
0: In South Africa, we're used to a very democratic culture. We talk about politics. I mean, this is a, a public service radio station, and we talk about politics all the time. People say almost whatever they want. I presume Zimbabwe is very different. You don't have that culture at all. From what I can see, I mean, I'm in South Africa. I'm not in Zimbabwe. But would that be right? You don't have that kind of free political culture. And without that, you're not really going to have free and fair elections either.
3: Yeah, well, that's one aspect of it. But I think Zimbabweans, notwithstanding the various uh, uh, laws and indeed the culture that we speak to, um, people speak openly. There is a, a vibrant uh, uh, independent media, press in particular, newspapers, uh, news hawks the Newsday, uh, even daily news, so there is there is a culture of of um, discourse, uh, political discourse in the country. In my view, more more intense and much much more uh, varied than it is in South Africa. Uh, uh, in my view, uh, Zimbabweans are very uh, given to political discourse, and we must also remember that there is no borders now when it comes to media. Uh, I heard um, Zenzele and Sophie talk about the restricted nature of the public media in Zimbabwe, ZBC. But I was, I've been out in the rural areas um, a few weeks ago in Tambezinduna, in, in near Blawayo, and was amazed to see, notwithstanding, the, 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 the depressed nature of the living conditions in those, in those areas, that if everyone has a dish, a satellite dish, and so one might argue that the South African media, special television, is more accessible to Zimbabweans than ZBC itself in some areas, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that uh, there's, there's really no boundary when it comes to media. And Z- Z- sfbc SABC, uh, ENCA, uh, the, the other newsroom Zimbabwe, in the Newsroom Africa, uh, as common as, the, as my, in my view, they are much more listened to uh, and watched than uh, ZBC. No, not to mention the the Studio Seven, the Voice mm-hmm. of America, uh, is very, very current in in Zimbabwe. In in my opinion it's much more current than the ZBC.
0: Um. There's a huge conversation and argument about the Zimbabwean economy and why people are so poor. ZANU-PF says it's not them, but it's sanctions from the United States and the European Union. ZANU-PF's critics say the real reason the economy isn't growing is because there's no freedom because of ZANU-PF. Um, how do you see it? Why why is Zimbabwe so poor? It hasn't really grown in 20 years.
3: Well, I think it's a combination of factors. Uh, sanctions definitely have been a, f- a factor in in the extent to which it has changed the perception of investors uh, uh, and also in terms of uh, uh, just financial the financial markets for example you are not attracted to a country which is said to be under sanctions so so there's it's a mixed bag but the main reason for condition is, is largely mismanagement of our economy, um, a government which has not been frugal enough, which has not been organized enough, which also has is, is been depleted of skills in terms of managing the economy. Uh, we are very wasteful. We, we should be getting something like 15 billion a year from minerals, but you can hardly account for them. We have lost billions of dollars if we talk about the adb recently uh, mentioned that zimbabwe has lost 23 billion uh, through illicit financial flows in the period since uh, independence I've, i i i responded on twitter and said that's an underestimation of the losses that zimbabwe has suffered 23 billion just last few years alone you know if you take the 15 billion between 2006 and 2016 from the demons if you take the losses from the, from uh, gold uh, uh, uh the smuggling uh, minister of Rome was losing 100 million a month through this uh, gold uh, smuggling through gold smuggling we uh, know for example or gold is smuggled out of the country, not to mention the recent gold mafia. So you have a, a cartel of, uh, of uh, criminals you know, right at the top of the, of, the, of, the, of the leadership. So you have a situation where Zimbabwe is very rich in resources, and yet poor in terms of the returns to its people. I mean, right now, I've been around the region, uh, we, Zimbabwe, we're 40 years behind others. We're 40 years behind uh, Tanzania, not to mention Kenya. And even Uganda is ahead of us. There's just nothing to show for the billions, billions of dollars that uh, come in from exports, not to mention uh, just, just, just the minerals alone, you know, uh, Zimbabwe is a bonanza, uh, and yet people have little to show for it in a country. Money is money being stashed outside the country, you know. And that, in my view, is, is the main reason for our,
0: our depressed economy. Um, I presume if the Zimbabwean economy changed, it would have a big impact on the entire region, on South Africa too.
3: Incredible. Incredible. I mean, we, 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 there is a tomorrow in Zimbabwe, and I hope it, it happens in my lifetime, but there is a tomorrow. We are a country of great potential resourcefulness, and I hope in particular that the many Zimbabweans, at least uh, 50% of them can come back home. As you know, 75% of all skilled and professional Zimbabweans are outside the country. 75% of professionals and skilled Zimbabweans are outside the country. And that is another factor which has depressed the country economically socially and even politically Hmm. it has meant that civil society is not as as vibrant as it should be it means that uh, the public and private sector are not as equipped as they should be in terms of human resource skills and so forth so we are we are in a mess no doubt about that but as i said we have a
0: tomorrow Dr. Ibn Mandaza, thank you. Zimbabwean academic, author and publisher, really appreciate the time and your mediated conversation this morning. My thanks also to the international news editor at the SABC, Sophie McQuena. and starting us off today, Zenzel Ndebele, the Zimbabwean journalist. With well, those elections, of course, at next week. We will see you tomorrow. Thanks for being with us this morning. No banyana to say goodbye to this morning, because she's left us, unfortunately. But from Zelma Stanza, and do myself. Look after yourself. You with SFM leading the conversation. It's nine o'clock.